A very special thanks to our $5 fans. Andrew Anker, Carl Nelson, Stephen Fox, David McCreeth, Brendan Atkins, Amber Costley, Jeremy Turner, Joel Gerhold, Nav Pawera, Joshua Canal, James Murray, David Hoffer, Ben Cochran, Lockdown Design, and Sean Barry. This week's episode of Let's Make Mistakes is brought to you by Shutterstock and HostGator. Hello, Jesse. Hey, Mike. What's up? It has been a shitty week. Has it? It, it, Well, last week was a shitty week. This week so far is not a shitty week, but still carrying some of the energy from last week's shitty week, which is why we didn't record. But before we go into that, why don't we introduce this week's guest? We are lucky enough to have with us this week... Andy Bayo in a tiny tiny three-inch window in the corner of a laptop. That's where he usually lives, right? Is that where you keep him? That's where I keep... How are you, Andy? Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Happy to do it. You guys are... You're like XOXO's biggest fans, devoted like the last three episodes to to it. I have to... I had to come on. Accidentally. I am XOXO's biggest fan. I don't know about Mike here. I'm a huge like you I've been. I haven't been, but I was excited to go. I swear to God, I was I, I was waiting for for tickets to go on sale this year. I was gonna go. Eric and I were both going. You didn't get in. No, no, I did not get in. No, <laughs> I I want to be fair here. Um, I I I didn't care for the for the ticketing process and. Um, I know that Andy's spoken a lot about this, and I know that they thought a lot about it, and I respect the amount of thought they put into it. Um, but I just it it turned me off. So uh, and and I totally expect them to to do something way better and different and fix all of that. Um, because hearing about what was going on at the conference, while it was I was like really bummed out that I wasn't there. Well, this seems like a good place to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's called Let's Make Mistakes, and we don't know what we're doing. So it seems, like seems like a good place to, to kind of uh, cover what went wrong and, and what we could do better. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so I am a person who also kind of didn't understand the application process, but did it and got through and went anyway. Um, Andy, uh, where I was tripped up was that you guys had had that like ticket, well, that like kind of cryptic, like check our website at 10 a.m. thing. And then I did. And then it, and then I reloaded it approximately 800 times. And then when it finally worked, I sped through it as fast as I could and then realized that it was like an application. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the problem. We had a whole lot of people doing that reloading mm -hmm. 800 times and, uh, and yeah, it, uh, that morning was so stressful because, like, I was I, I coded the registration and ticketing back in myself, and like trying to get uh, trying to get everything up uh, exactly on time. And then we were running late because we were still trying to trying to make a couple changes to the to the conference page, and and then for for ticketing. Yeah, and then I get that. yeah, people come in. They come in and they expect that they're just going to be able to see a credit card. Uh, page and and buy and they could not they mm-hmm. saw instead uh a survey but that was a reasonable expectation right i mean absolutely people That's thought totally they were fair. 
they were that's going to buy thing. tickets. It's a very un- it's a very unusual thing. I mean, we do a and we do a lot of stuff that's sort of abnormal, but this was one where you know the the our, so so basically, let me let me step back. Let me step back and take you to XOXO last year. Now, the very first one uh, was a Kickstarter project, and the Kickstarter project meant that anybody could could buy a pass. It was you know one person uh, per uh, you know per pass. So if you wanted, you had someone else that you wanted to bring with you, you could just go and do that if you wanted to. Um, and then the you know it was an experiment, and it ended up. Uh, we said up front that uh, that if it sold out, then we would do it, and if it didn't sell out, we wouldn't do it. It ended up selling out in two days, so that was no problem, and we did it, and it was this amazing thing. But even before the conference ended, I started getting emails. Uh, I started getting emails from people who were very clearly uh, didn't care about participating or care about what we were talking about on stage. They cared about getting access to a particular demographic. Uh, people, you know, with their marketing services, they're like, they want to like, uh, uh, you know, get people there to use their particular app, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and these emails, I think as a, as a, in, in large part because of the, the, the response we, we had, you know, a, a lot of press, there was a New York times wrote three articles, uh, Boing Boing did a, did a long feature by Glenn Fleischman. You know, he's like, it's like. XOXO number one fan and wrote this crazy feature. Ryan Gantz wrote this awesome feature for for The Verge. Ryan Tate from Wired did a big feature. And I don't think any of those were planned, except for the New York Times. Uh, all of those were just people that attended that, like, Ryan Ryan Tate was, like, he was just coming, and then he's like, ah, I've got to write about this. So they wrote about it, then, you know, all of the, all of the blog posts, uh, the tweets and Instagram and everything else. Uh, the, the reaction was great. But, um, but all of that attention made this kind of new uh, group of people uh, like they, they realized that this is something that, that maybe was worth paying attention to because of the people that were attending. And, and again, not because of what we were saying on stage or what, or what the, the audience cared about, but, you know, looking at the number of Twitter followers that those people had and so on. And so uh, the emails that I were getting were like, you know, hey, I'm the, the direct marketing engagement specialist for this agency and and we want to bring our entire team uh when do tickets go on sale and andy and i are like looking at this and we're going like never tickets never (laughs) go on sale sorry (laughs) because like we we had seen what happens to other to other events that kind of have uncontrolled growth and and how it shifts the focus from being about creative technology uh to being about the marketing and business of technology i'm not going to name names but you know you mean South you by know, Southwest? There are conferences where the, that has happened, um, and where where there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's perfectly fine. But it's not what you know I cared about. It's not what a lot of uh, uh, friends and, uh, and peers cared about. So, so I'm right. So we're looking. Th- I'm right yeah, there with you. I'm right there with you so far. This sounds great. Okay. Keeping keeping so, those people out. Fantastic. Yeah, so Andy and I were looking at this, and we're and and so we're trying to figure out what what can we do, and we absolutely did not want to do an invite only event along the lines of a foo camp. Again, nothing wrong with that, but it's a, it's not what we wanted to do. Um, it's largely because we don't know the interesting people 
you know, we know, you know, you just know some of them, but I don't want to run like the same, I want to run like a summer camp for the same, uh, for people every year. It's not something that's interesting, uh, to me, uh, or Andy. Um, we talked about doing, uh, like giving attendees invites. So you assign them the ability to, uh, to like, you know, uh, invite people and then it spreads out from there. The problem with that is that it ends up being insular. You know, you have to know somebody. Right. Um, we talked about nomination systems and voting, and then that creates all sorts of weird game gaming issues where, you know, very well connected people end up end up getting favored over over um, you know someone just walking in. And so what we arrived at after all of these discussions was a uh, a simple screen. And the way that the screen would work was uh, we ask three questions. We ask, "What do you do? Uh, what are you working on right now?" And what's something that you've made that you're proud of, and then we would uh, we'd look at that information, and on a first come first serve basis, we would we would say, is this someone that makes something, uh, or not? And if they are, then they go right through and they can they get an email and they can buy their pass. If they're not, then they uh, they become they're like low priority. Uh, uh, they don't we don't you know delete them, but they you know don't uh, they don't get priority over the people that do make. Let me ask. And, let me ask you a question. When yeah. when you were evaluating all of those three questions, were you also looking at the person's name, or was it a, uh, a blind evaluation? No, it wasn't blind. Okay. Um, we saw. Yeah, we did see their name there. Okay. Um, but it's this is an easier thing to determine than you would think. It's like you look at these. The reason we decided on those three questions is that. The idea was to was to come up with uh, with questions that were not easy to to bluff. You know, if you're in, you know, what I sort of classify as like the services industry, like you're you're doing business or PR or marketing services for for people that are making things. Or, or um, wait a minute, I'm in the services industry. Sure. I sell design services. Yes, but you are also making things in addition to doing uh, independent podcasts, and it's a very. This is a very like. And, and we count, I mean, we defined it really, really broadly. I mean, it was basically like every maker, hacker, designer, coder, artist was in. And not just those, but people that were doing those things on the side. So if you, if you are, you know, uh, you are the direct marketing engagement specialist for whatever, but on the side you're in a band and that's something that you're pursuing. We don't know. Maybe that's like, maybe the hope is that they come and then they're like, maybe I can do this. For a living, I, maybe I can, you know, uh, do the thing that they uh, that they must want to do and do it independently. So we cast a very broad. I mean, we like we, we did it very broadly. Um, and the problem with this, there's a number of problems. The first being that we didn't explain it uh, at all. I mean, we had we had like a, a bit of verbiage at the top that sort of gave, gave a, a a very rough uh, uh, explanation, but it was opaque. The the process. We didn't do. We didn't explain it, and partly that was because we, uh, for two reasons. One, we were afraid that it would be gamed. Uh, we were afraid that like people that uh, would just say they would just lie. Um, and the second issue was that uh, 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 you know you're like we were concerned that if we were too specific about how it worked, that it would if if it was really problematic and if we needed to change it, it wouldn't give us that flexibility. Um, in hindsight, that was a huge mistake, because what happened was people saw those questions and assumed 
they were being uh, judged on the merit of their of their work, which is absolutely fair assumption. Sure. If you if you're being asked what's something you've made that you're proud of and what are you working on right now, people are going to see that and they're going to think uh, that they're taking all of these applications, which we didn't even see them as applications, but they think of it as an application. We're going to take the 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 top, you know, 500 of those people, and and that's going to be it. Um, and that's that's not how it worked at all. Totally understand why why people were upset. So we ended up uh, uh, right. I wrote a big blog post about it. Andy wrote a thing about it. Uh, we talked about it on stage at EXO. Jesse, you were there. I don't know if you were there at the I was. I uh, was intro on the first day. I talked yep. about talked about that a bunch. Um, but uh, it ended up, uh, you know, in my in, like Andy and I have have looked at this and and you know going to EXO this year and seeing seeing everything um, and how it played out, despite uh, despite the bumps and you know the mistakes that we made, uh, I think it was effective. I mean, the the end result is that the people that came, uh, every single person that was there was someone uh, that that makes. And in addition to those to those people that attended, uh, that were paid attendees, we also we did two two big things. One one that was new, we we offered festival passes for. Uh, so after it sold out, um, we. You know, we offered uh, passes at a severely discounted rate that got you access to everything except for the talks. And we do a lot of stuff outside the talks. Um, and then we invited and paid for and gave passes to and often covered travel and hotel for dozens of additional artists uh, on top of it. Because if you're, you know, independent artists, it, like you're in web comics or indie games, it's like it's a, it's already expensive. Like sure. a $500 event is a lot uh, is a lot to ask and then travel and, and hotel on top of it so we uh, we use the money from from the patrons that uh, the, uh, that kind of helped out the event we use that money to to then bring more artists which was ended up working out really well so the and, and you know I did read the post that you wrote when all of that happened um, which is a very, which is a very good post. And something that I've always appreciated is that you've always been very open to what's working and what's not working with XO. Yeah. I mean, like the way we, the way we look at it, it is, it's an experiment. We have, you know, I, I, I have strong feelings about what I, what I like in an event. Andy has been, Andy McMillan, uh, has been running build for the last, uh, this is the fifth and final year in, in Belfast. And he, you know, came to the table with a, also very strong, strong feelings. And, and, um, but we are constantly, you know, changing it and trying to figure out what, uh, what works and, and what doesn't work. And, and we rely on, on that feedback from people to, to figure out, uh, what's working and what's not. Um, now one thing that, that you, that you brought up on Twitter, which is totally fair is the, the issue of spouses. Yep, that, that was, was something. That was a that big was a, one for me. Yeah, I know, and that was uh, you know I talked to I talked to a couple people from Mule that um, where it was a uh, where it was a problem, and that's now we talked about this on Twitter, and and you know I was saying this is a hard problem, and you're like, no, it's an easy problem. You just give one, uh, uh, you know, you give the option to, for any one of those attendees to buy an additional pass. Yeah. The problem with that is that if uh, if they're in a creative field, that's great. If they if they are if they're a maker, that's 
perfect. There's no, there's no problem there. And in fact, uh, we did that. When there were uh, people thought that they might be able to buy a plus one, and when it turned out that they couldn't, then they were in the situation where their, you know, their husband, uh, their boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, uh, was uh, was then hopping into into the queue really, really late, and uh, and then they they were in the situation where they would have been approved, uh, they would have gone through this uh, uh, the survey process if they if they had just known, and so. You know, they contacted us and we're like, okay, no problem. So we just, you know, we fixed uh, we fixed that. The larger issue is for for spouses that aren't. Um, you know, they're. I, I would I w- say that I would argue that anyone who has a spouse that's in a creative field is in the creative field. Mm. By extension, here's the problem. It's a finite space. I we totally have five. Am- Totally understand. Five hundred seats, and every seat uh, that we, you know, if your if your spouse is an accountant, uh, and maybe there's there's no question there that person may may get a lot out of uh, uh, out of the event, but they're also doing it. Uh, I mean, we have we have a huge, and a sort of absurd amount of demand uh, for for the event. Like last year, it was about. Uh, uh, That's a good know. problem to have. No, it's great. It's it's great, um, but it also means that we we don't have because it is this finite space, and we have 500 seats. It's it's set by the the fire marshal. We cannot go higher than that. Um, every one of those seats that that gets, you know, if we if we were giving seats to to the press, like we cut down on press. Uh, we gave out uh, I think two press passes this year, and. We did that because every one of those seats that that uh, that we give away means a seat that you're taking away from someone else that may where it may, you know, effectively change their their life or they're doing or they you know it's someone that's in a in a creative field it's someone that's making those are the priority that's who the event is for and it's it's at the cost of you know separating uh, uh, couples it sounds uh, you know I it's not an easy it's not an easy decision. I mean, if they if they uh, if they're both in creative field, then like I said, we've uh, we've worked that before and found ways to get them in. But it's just a I'm not comfortable saying that that just because you're married to someone that's a that's like a that's a maker that you should that that's carte blanche that you should be able to get to get that seat because it, you're taking it away from someone that is. And the priority of this event is for people that make. So I don't know what to say there. It's a tough problem dealing with this you know it's so different when you're making an online community where you can just open it wider and add more servers and scale it this is so different than anything else i've ever worked on and i don't consider myself an event organizer which is funny because now i spend like half my life doing it you know i'm a writer and a programmer that happens to run uh run a festival on the side and if it um you know if it ever gets to the point where it's uh where it's not uh, fun and where it's not the thing that, that we want to work on. Andy and I both have other projects, and we'll just, I mean, that's it. And we said at the, I mean, Jesse, you were there. We said at the very end, like, if if this uh, if this doesn't have an impact, um, then we have no reason to do it. Like, I saw all these people on, on Twitter saying that they were inspired over and over again. It's like, this is inspirational. This is inspiring. And that's, that's fine. That's great, you know. But it's sort of... Uh, if you don't do anything with it, 
then it kind of rings hollow to me. Like if you walk away and it's like you just, you know, you were inspired while you're there. I mean, inspiration can come from anywhere. It can come from a, a Hallmark card. You know, it can come from a, 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 a random conversation on the street. It could, you know, it can come from come from anywhere. But it's what you do with that inspiration. Um, and so, like I said, we're making we're making this for people that are that are most uh, uh, poised to be able to get that that message. And and we have 500 seats to do it in. Yeah, I so mean, we do. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I was going to say I I agree with you on the spousal thing. Uh, I disagree with Mike just because I um I also think that like if you are going to a you know a, the Oracle convention and your wife wants to go to San Francisco San Francisco no, with you, nobody's like, go wife to San wants to go to the Oracle. Well, yeah, convention. and that's the problem is that Be like. Fair. Uh, and I think that, like you know, unfortunately with XOXO, it's it's for makers, but it's it could be fun for anybody. But I think I don't know. I really think that that opinion comes from people who haven't been to the conference before, because eighty percent of the conference, like for all intents and purposes, is accessible by other people. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it's a little it's a little off putting to say you can't criticize it unless you've been there. Oh no 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 no! I think you absolutely. So I, I so hold on, uh, hold think on you a second. Should yeah. be able to. Sorry, go ahead. Hold on. Let's let's let's. Oh, oh I mean, what I, what I mean is that, like, for if like in the in the instance of a person whose spouse is maybe not a maker, a quote unquote maker, um, it's and maybe this is something that uh, I don't know could, but maybe shouldn't be communi- communicated from XOXO. But like, there are tons of events and. It's honestly the conference is largely about just like congregating in Portland for a weekend. So not being able to go to the talks is kind of a bummer, but it's not really like you could totally bring a spouse who doesn't have any sort of pass and have a great time with them and feel like you're both participating in the conference without uh, buying two passes. Sure, I want to I want to take five minutes here uh, to pay the bills. <laughs> um, I want to I want to talk about our sponsor for just a second. One of our sponsors, Shutterstock. Um, this episode of Let's Make Mistakes is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. They've got over 28 million high quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips. Shutterstock helps you to take your creative projects to the next le- next level. And for 25 percent of your off your new account, you can go to Shutterstock.com and use offer code TMR. One zero one three. That's T M R one zero one three. So I guess I guess that's where makers can go. Hey, where did makers come from? Why is everybody a maker now? Can we talk about that? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think it's. I mean, for me, it started really entering the vernacular after uh, after like Make Magazine and yeah, that sounds about right. You know, maker movement. It ends up being like a good catch-all, and who knows how for how long before it before it starts feeling, um, you know, maybe it's already feeling overused. But for for now, it feels like a good catch-all for people that uh, that are, you know, I catch-alls is, worry me. Yeah, catch. I, I really, I really don't know. I mean, we don't, we don't like we we tend to say maker to cover like the people that are, are are doing more physical stuff i mean that's what i like i associate it more with with people that are doing hardware electronics fabrication uh uh fashion and physical and like physical uh products but like you know we say we say that 
often I'll say like, you know, it's for artists, hackers, makers, designers. I mean, those like those four cover, um, you know, a pretty, a pretty broad gamut. Do you not like the term maker? Well, I mean, like Andy said, it's a catch all. Mm hmm. And I worry about catch-alls because catch-alls make people lazy. Do you like it better than because the term like creatives? I hate that phrase more than <laughs> anything in the world. It's the worst. <laughs> I was, I was, I uh, cannot stand it. I was just at a conference in, in New York and one of the speakers used it and immediately it just, a part of me withered and died. It's just the worst. There's something so awful about it. It, it, it feels like the commodic commodification of of these people like uh like you're you're using them as uh as resources to be mined it's a really weird uh and phrase it, and it also i mean it describes a, a certain sort of person who you don't expect you know like analytical thinking from you know like they, they oh they're they're left-brained people they're creatives we don't talk to them about budgets and timelines and things like that. They just go off and do things. They show up when they want to show up. Is it okay up. to use in a derogatory way then? It's totally okay to okay. use a derogatory. No. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'd rather be described as, as a maker yeah. th than a creative. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd most rather be described as a designer because that's my trade. Yeah. I, well, a designer is like technically would be like a subset. Sure. Of, I get that. Yeah. It covers a lot more than designers. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with catch-alls. It's annoying that they are catch-all, but it's also great that you can use one word to describe something that we all generally understand. Like, all women like this. Exactly. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> what's, what's strange about the word creatives is that it's you're pluralizing an adjective, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're a maker, you're a designer, you're, like, th that's, that, makes, that makes sense. But it's like, it's like talking about... Uh, um, there's a sci-fi series uh, called Pretties and Uglies. Um, it's like it's a strange thing to take a to take an adjective like that and then turn it into, you know, a, a group of people. Um, trying to think of, of good parallels there, but it's a I don't know. It's there's something about it that's always turned me off. Yeah, creatives is a derogatory term as far as I'm concerned. Makers is like I don't have a a, a negative con uh, connotation to makers. I just it it just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's talking about makers. So. Yeah, I don't actually like I I have this idea of what a maker is in my head, and I don't feel like I'm a maker. But just I don't know. But I guess I go to I don't know. I count as a person who can go to XOXO. So what'd you um, put down for your three questions, Jesse? What were they again? Do you have? Do you, can you just read it to us, Andy? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll look it up. I'll look it up right now. Oh no! I'm, I'm, no, I don't read it. Awesome. Don't read it. No, yes. don't read it. Yes. Don't read it. Yes. Because I did it in like twenty. Like I'm so excited. Seconds. No, I think that I talked about. Don't yell at our guests. Uh, they can do whatever they want. No, oh, I'm gonna. Uh, ed I'm gonna have Caleb edit it out. He's not gonna edit it out. <laughs> okay. Can I read this? Is so it okay? Unfair. Yes, please. Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is great. Uh, it says I run a small fun. Uh, iOS focused design firm. So that's what you do. Yeah. Um, that's true. What are, you work, what are you working on right now? We just shipped an app, Camera Noir, that allows you to take beautiful black and white photos. Next, we're working on some fun games. And then, uh, what's something that you made that you're proud of? Camera Noir shipped with great and surprising success, and we're very proud of that. We are also very proud of the work we do for our wonderful clients. Oh. So that sounds like that you make things. Great. I sound like a person who should get to go to a conference. That's great. All right. It mm -hmm. wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So there you go. 
again, and I think part of it, uh, the other, the other part of the scary, what I'm, I'm going to call it the scary application process, because I was honestly terrified until I got my like acceptance email was um, that I think you guys were like going through all the applications by hand, of course, like one by one and then emailing people as you were deciding that they were getting in. And so um, throughout the the day and a half, um, like each of my friends would be like, I got in, I got in. Yes. Where's yours? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about that. So, so what I neglected to mention and, mm-hmm. and you, uh, Jesse mentioned it very kind of in passing that, that like 80% of the passes were just first come first serve. Now there was about 20% of the passes, uh, went to people that had applied, but we picked them out of the queue regardless of where they were because we felt that those were attendees that, uh, that people, that the other attendees would want to meet. And that was our, that's our own judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is us. That is us like saying, you know, these are people that either like we, we think they've done really interesting things or they uh, they you know have done things historically that are that are worth talking about or they represent like a lot of the kind of like ethos and of the of the event but all of them applied we didn't like yeah totally we didn't I, go and you know like uh, well anyway but I yeah I think that, it was just the like one at a time especially like because all of those people who you would go through and kind of pick out have a million friends who then knew that they weren't picked yet. I don't know. It just like the one at a time, the slow trickle of invites that I kept on hearing about was like excruciating. It felt like and, being and picked a, for a softball it's team. It's a horrible, it's a horrible experience. And, and a lot of it is just the way that I built it. Yeah. You know, I, co- I coded it myself and the way that, the way that I did it, I didn't have a way of queuing it, uh, queuing them all up uh, and then sending them all at once. And then I ended up building that about halfway through. And that's yeah. what took so, took so, took so long. I was like, um, you know, before we before we were releasing a bunch of them, it was like a good you know two days two days in before we were doing them in mass, um, and that's because like I built I built a queue so that you know uh, it gave us the the possibility of like if if we you know hit the button hit the wrong button or if uh, if we wanted to just like pile them up, which is what we did. We like queued them all up and then and then released a bunch at once. I mean, it's like ultimately it's just two. It's the two of us. <laughs> it's yeah, like me, no, I it's me and Andy McMillan like doing a thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did all the, the Twitter auth and built the, um, uh, I did something that was pretty cool. Uh, Jesse, I don't know if you saw this, but if you go to the attendee list mm-hmm. uh, on the website, you can put in your Twitter username and it shows you everybody that you follow on Twitter that's also attending. Oh, I didn't see uh, that. That's kind of cool. I did a real like I added that really late and I was so proud of myself but then I didn't really I didn't really have time to promote it. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean I have to say that you know like nitpicking aside about the application process that you handmade um I there are like zero How else was he going to make it? Huh? How else was he going to make it? I know, exactly. I mean, yeah. I number one I love that. You said handmade like how like how- how what do you else mean? Would you know, he, didn't, he didn't use like a Ventbrite or something. They would, they would hire someone <laughs> to build it. That's still some, something that somebody made. I, I mean, I mean, personally, personally. I mean, when, uh, when you say handmade, yeah. I think of like somebody <laughs> like in their garage, like with a lathe and a table saw making their own table versus <laughs> going to Ikea and getting one that, you know, came off of a giant production yeah, yeah. No, Mike, I, I know that everything... Never, yeah. But Mike, you've never seen the way that I code. That is the way that I code. I that, actually, uh, that is fair. Yeah, have that, you been to XOXO? He no, makes it with like a I, 3D printer. I, I didn't get in. <laughs> <laughs> it's too up. bad because we had lots of goats. I think you would have... Yeah, baby goats. So, so adorable. So I think, I think we've talked enough about what happened last year. 
at XOXO. I want to talk about um, what you're going to do next year. <laughs> All right. Um, our, our next sponsor is HostGator. HostGator is the best place to get a website, offering premium web hosting at low cost. Grab a .NET, the best way to get a killer domain name without compromising on the name itself. HostGator offers 24-hour phone support and hosting for your site with shared VPS and dedicated servers. They also offer domain transferring services. And if your site sees major traffic increases, HostGator's got you covered. So head over to HostGator.com, buy some hosting, get some .NETs, and use coupon code MISTAKES to get an extra 25% off and support this show. So Andy. Yes. Are you going to do it again? We don't know. We really? Decided. Like honestly, you, you honestly really. When Look, will, when will you know? I don't. Uh, Andy and I, uh, we will we will talk about it. And I mean, this is here's here's what it comes down to. Um, if this thing has an impact, uh, then we may continue to do it. But we don't know. Like I still feel like it's too it's too early to say. Like the stories are just starting to to come out of it. Um, what's an impact mean to you? Like, like what, like, give me, give me an example story if you can. I think Glenn, I like, I think Glenn is actually a, a a great, uh, case study there where he was, you know, he, he goes to XOXO. He's like, this is clearly something that, uh, that I can do. He, he leaves his, uh, job. He starts doing, uh, he starts doing the new disruptors podcast. Uh, he starts doing, um, uh, the magazine buys the mag- magazine off of Marco Arment and is now running effectively two independent businesses as a result, direct result of the connections that he was making and the people like the the ideas behind the uh, the festival. So, how many other stories like that are there? There are a few, um, and like when every time I hear about them, I'm like, that's awesome. But it does take uh, it takes time for it to happen. I'm, I've heard a couple things. Um, like uh, there was this project called Brewbot that just uh, hit its Kickstarter, uh, just finished its Kickstarter project today. Basically, a brew, sorry, a beer making robot by these guys in in Ireland, and uh, and they decided they were doing like um, they're like a web design shop. These guys, they were just like doing consultant kind of work, um, but they wanted to do a product. And after they went to EXO last year, they decided to to do it and then launched the project at. EXO this year, and uh, and it ended up succeeding, and so they're going to go make a beer-making robot. That's awesome. Right. Um, who knows how many other things there are like that? Uh, we told people on stage that, you know, go make things, tell us about it. If this, you know, if this had any impact on you whatsoever, you know, the, the, the friendships that you're making, the relationships that you're making here, the, the, the ideas that you have, if you, if you go do stuff, tell us about it. Um, you know, maybe maybe we'll do it again. the The fact is, is that it's a tremendous pain in the ass. It is a disgusting amount of work for for two you know people to do. And I I'm not complaining. It was a really incredible experience, and and both of us had had a lot of fun uh, this year. More so, I would say, than last year, where you know there was a lot more it was a lot more stress. We knew kind of going into it what uh, what was going to happen. Um, or like where the where the biggest difficult things were, and we were able to fix a bunch of those, and we had new ones that were problems. But it's a huge amount of work, and we both have other stuff that we want to we want to work on. You know, like like I said, this is a this is like a side project of uh, of mine, and you know, if 
if it's going to turn into like a you know a a a horrible job that I'm dreading, then um, I will do one of those other projects that I'm that I'm excited about. As it is right now, I I'm hugely excited about EXO, and it and it feels like the the culmination of a lot of things that I've cared about for for a long period of time, and bringing together these amazing people in one room, and you know it it ends up being. You probably got a sense of this uh, without even being there. That it's sort of like over the top, uh, like sincere and and like people said earnest this year. It's very funny to me. It's like that wasn't a word people used last year, but this year everyone's like it's earnest. But the word earnest to me feels like rooted in too much uh, seriousness. Like it's very, it feels grave. I also I think like uh, uh, earnest also feels like. At least when I think about it, it seems like kind of like dumb and nice, um, and it wasn't the feeling that I got from either year at XOXO. It's fun. It's positive. Uh, it is like well spirited. I don't know if earnest is the best word to describe. Here's what I got after it, mm-hmm. or here, you know, again, yeah. not there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, following along on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, I I had people who I won't name, Mm -hmm. people stopped talking to me because (laughs) I was I said a a few critical things about, um, you know, the 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 application or survey process. Mm -hmm. Um, And they stopped talking to me because of that. Well, that's them being stupid. I I understand that. (laughs) And I'm I'm not asking Andy to explain that. Um, But it's it. I, I get very concerned when people go to a place or it's like you don't, it's like you can't criticize Apple. Like, it, um, I don't know if that's a good example anymore. Did you get your gold iPhone, by the way? Ugh, I okay. don't want to talk about it. No. Um, like, it, it became taboo to criticize XOXO or to criticize anything that was talked about at XOXO. And that concerns me. Like, I think it, these events, like, if you get the, these types of people together, it should inspire critical thought. It should inspire people, like, egging each other on and tearing each other down a, li- a little bit in order to make their stuff better. Yeah, and I think with... And there was, there was I, I, I felt like there was a little bit too much of an attitude, like... If we just make it with enough love, that's enough. Yeah. If we See, just that's, if that's we crazy. just hug that's it, that's crazy to me. Here's the here's <laughs> the thing, is that there is a very strong anti snark uh, attitude at XOXO. Very deliberately. I hate like I'm not like I'm not a fan of like knee jerk uh, uh, criticism or like really like. Uh, quick jabs, trying to be funny, and oh, we told we were talking about this the other day on Twitter. This is like, you know, that's not a thing that I that I'm in in favor of, whether it's EXO or anything. But thoughtful criticism is important, and the, and we got some amazingly uh, thoughtful criticism, usually long form. Like it just, we were talking about this like on Twitter. I don't think that that. Uh, works well on Twitter because often the context is lost and it favors like, you know, uh, uh, I mean, it's just, well, it's a very small amount of space, but it favors like, you know, uh, retweeting and favoriting and, and like things get taken out of context to people that people see a retweet. They don't know any of the conversation led up to it. It's also difficult to make kind of, um, 
uh, anything subtle, like any subtle arguments. Like the the if there were things that are redeeming about XOXO, but it has flaws and it can be and can be made better, and that's true of anything, like Apple or whatever. Absolutely. Then then it's really difficult to make that subtle argument in uh, in the space of you know 140 characters. Um, we had incredible articles. Uh, there were three in particular that come to mind. And Anil Dash wrote a wrote a fantastic piece um, about uh, this. Is, you know, often I think all three of these sort of touched on um, issues related to privilege and how you know that we need to make sure that the, the people that uh, that can become independent are not just those that uh, you know. Are are in a place of privilege, where whereas others, you know, maybe sacrificing their entire their entire lives, and and you know, we need to make the support structures to make that possible. We need to build a, a healthy ecosystem. These are the things that Christina she talked about in her talk, uh, which is as much about the the independent world as as XOXO. It you know applies to both. Anil Dash wrote, wrote a great piece. Leah Reich uh, wrote uh, wrote a fantastic uh, uh, article on Medium, and. Uh, and Rachel Adidin, I think is how you pronounce her last name, from Wired, also wrote a great critical piece. All of those talking about issues of, you know, how can we make this uh, thing better, but doing it in context, you know. And and it's just, uh, I think on Twitter, it's tough to to get that across. I, I think that the things that you were saying were absolutely fair uh when you're talking about you know when you're when it's like constructive criticism when you're making quick snarks which you were i'm not too surprised that people reacted badly to it you're making quick jabs that are that are intended to be funny that's that's your style i i mean what are you going to do it's you people that are following you should you know expect that have come to know you and and you know i'm surprised that that uh that people like wrote you off after that, but maybe it's like a touchy thing. Maybe it's like I I I really don't know. It always um, does surprise me when people like suddenly will get mad at Mike for something like like spoiling a TV show, and it's just like, how long have you been following him for? It's how the did, weirdest thing. How is this the thing that you're like, mad about now? The stuff that people <laughs> get mad about is so weird. Yeah, yeah. What you were saying earlier about like you know people not being allowed to make jabs at Apple. Um, like taking Apple like maybe five years ago is a better example, like under the Steve Jobs regime. Um, I, I understand that from both sides because now, you know, it's hard because like I want to be able to criticize Apple. Other people want to be able to criticize Apple. But a lot of the you jabs. Can. That, you can. Yeah, what and, do you feel is keeping oh, you from guess, being able to do that? Well, no, I do. Um, but when I get upset at some other people for doing it, it's because they're making jabs that it's just like, oh, iPhone doesn't support Flash. Get an Android. Like, we've heard that argument 50 million times. That's like, just a dumb argument. It's a stupid argument. And right. so I guess um, I had some fatigue over XOXO when people kept on talking about the application process because it's just like, we all know that that was a hiccup. We all acknowledge that. But, like, I don't know, shouldn't let it keep on tainting the conference or, and the whole attitude around, um, like, inclusivity, I guess. No, that's that's, all. that's, that's all. so. That's a, an interesting conversation to have, the the inclusivity, yeah, conversation. But we're pretty short on time here. Um, am I banned from the conference, Andy? <laughs> no, I think that you should get. I think you should be guest of honor next year. <laughs> that's me speaking as a representative of 
XOXO. You're a representative now? <laughs> no, I'm nice. uh, sorry. I'm the street team. Uh, it really just depends on if uh, if you do something creative. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Is that something... Do you do something... Do you make things? I, I don't know what you do anymore. I make like. people upset. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> and you are proud of it. You, you make am. enemies. I do. <laughs> you're going to go. You're going to uh, have a great time. No, you're time. not banned. Thank you. I want to I thank you for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. And I, I just... To I, XOXO's number one fan, Mike Montero. <laughs> I hope I get to go next year. I hope you throw it again. Well, if if we do it again, then uh, you know, I look forward to seeing you in line. Oh, I don't do lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, you know what I mean. Get your person to wait. Uh, your task rabbit, for, a task rabbit. Your, uh, no, that's you, you can Jesse. Hire somebody. That would be you. No, I don't use task rabbit. Hire a mechanical turker to do it. <laughs> I hope you do it next year. Uh, my whole company went and ev- in it, and everybody was very happy afterwards. It bought me at least a week of happiness for my, was happy. for my annoying team. That was me, that was very meaningful to me. Hey, Louie. Louis, Louis, Louis was Louis not happy. Louie didn't go. He went to Portland. Uh, he went to Portland during XOXO. What? He was there. He was in and Portland. He, did, he, he was not attending the-, the talks. You know what? I didn't buy passes for the lazy people. <laughs> I wanted to get our money's worth. <laughs> Look, I know he snuck in. You can... No, he didn't sneak into the talks. He didn't go to any talks. He probably snuck into all the parties, um, mm-hmm. except for that that gosh darn what was it? The Wyden Kennedy party with like twenty points of security before you could get in. That was crazy. That was you know, the, yeah. I I'm so busy setting up for the arcade event and music event that that night uh, that I both years I haven't been to any of those parties, so I have no idea what they're like except for pictures that I I see later. It was fine. There was just a lot more security than the entire conference itself in one party. It's fine. Great conference. Loved it. So you do a great job. One, if I can, if I can throw out uh, a plug at the end, we Please. we're almost uh, done posting all of the talk videos. Every single speaker by the time that this airs, uh, every every talk from XOXO will be online, and there are some truly incredible uh, talks. I. Was uh, I was floored by the caliber of uh, how much people put into it this year. Um, Cable Sasser uh, is was a remarkable one. Christina She, Mike Renetta from Idea Channel, uh, Jay Maciej Smooth Sikowski, was great. John Lee Colton, yeah, yep. fantastic. So go check them out. They're all on on our YouTube channel and and uh, we're uh, at XOXO on Twitter. Awesome! Please do. Um, I got one more question for you. You said you were you um, you were looking to see what people did with this with with this experience, um, how it transformed their lives. Is do you have any plans to to do like a, a like a blog or a site or something that keeps track of of any of this stuff, like like a year round, like what I learned at XOXO type of thing. We are looking very closely at that right now. Nailed it's something it. that I want that I want to do very very badly. Sounds great. Cool. That would be good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Sorry, we've been talking about you behind your back on a podcast for we so many never, weeks in a row. We, well, first of all, 
I we've both been talking to Andy directly, or as, as directly as as people do on Twitter. Yeah, and I've 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 said from the get go that I've always appreciated that he was out there, and he talked about the the things that that he was learning while doing this. Yeah, Mike and Andy love each other. We do. Well, I do. Well, I I love you too, Mike. I want to know who wrote that uh, blurb for uh, for last week's episode. <laughs> that was so me. That was me. I'm sorry. So the conference that everybody loves to hate. Oh, you know, you know what I have to deal with. I have to deal with uh, all these naysayers. You know, That's everybody. Why I was saying it. Everybody blamed me for that. I know that was the best part. I was off at a conference. <laughs> what, conference what conference were you at? I was at I was at AEA in Austin. Oh, well, I wasn't invited to that one. I don't think that that's a totally accurate. Uh, oh, and the crazy thing about it is that the description of that's the description on the podcast that you talk about the conference everybody loves to hate, and then nothing critical or negative in the podcast whatsoever from you and Frank <laughs> and uh, and uh, Dan. It's, it's for, crazy to me. It's for SEO, Andy. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You got to get that juice. Yeah. yeah, the Google juice. I think it was after like an afternoon of reading a bunch of like stupid criticisms of it and then i was angry mm. at everybody else so you took but. it out on on the thing people were criticizing <laughs> <laughs> nice nice jesse thanks <laughs> look i will i will plug that you know what here's the thing is that i've been afraid to like say nice things about the conference because everybody complains about it so much everybody complains about everybody talking about it at least all the people, you know what? I, maybe I just follow shitty people on Twitter. I think that's the problem here. I think, I'm, I'm, I think everybody I know has, has gotten shitty lately. Yeah. I just, I just want to like unfollow yeah, Mike, everybody. I think, <laughs> I think you need a reset. Like if you're feeling like the, I saw, I saw you talking about that. If you feel like uh, everyone's, everyone's crappy, just do a, do a mass unfollow and, and uh, slowly add it back. I'm getting there, you man. Take control. Take control. Twitter is yours. I only to... I only follow three people. <laughs> they're all and they're all garbage. <laughs> right. It's just it for me. It's just putting. I just put. I don't get. <laughs> Got it. Well, thanks. Uh, this is awesome. Thank thanks for having me on. And uh, now that uh, if we do it again, I hope to see you. I hope to go. You know, all I've been telling, all I've been complaining about is that enough people aren't going. So that hardly sounds you're not like somebody. Complain hates once you're it. in that that room that doesn't fit more than five, four hundred people in it. You really think I'm going to stop complaining? You complain about something else, yeah? Like how great Portland is. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Thank you. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.